Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And of course, War Chant TV, great to be with you. Good to be back. Hope you're well. Everybody exhale from uh, spring break. Back on the grind, and this the first day of spring. Feels pretty good. Feels pretty good. I'm Jeff. Tom is at the Hizzy, a little under the weather, but with us today. Director Matthew in-house producing, and you're you, and you're here. Hello to everybody in Radio Land. Hello to everybody there on the chat as I see you guys Begin to usher your way into uh, the Jeff Cameron Show uh, settings, and that's a good thing. It's good to be back tomorrow. Speaking of back, Florida State will be on the practice fields, full pads. Yours truly will be there or chant uh, in attendance and uh, getting excited about what we're going to watch. Of course, hopefully we see, uh, again, continued intense competition and excitement. I'm sure we will. I'll get to that momentarily. We've got a lot to catch up on. I haven't talked to my boy Tom in a while. Let's welcome him in. Hello, brother. How are you? Good? Doing okay? I'm hanging in there, man. It's a little gravelly today, but we're, we're going to fight through it. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We got a, Your internet's fighting right now, too. You're kind of going in and out. We're going to have to get you. Is he good in there? We're good in there? Yeah, a little shaky. We're trying to get it fixed. I'm good. I'm hanging in. I'll, I'll do this. Did you all bet the unders? I am really hoping you bet the unders. You know, listen, so I've got a, a kind of a catch-22 here on the tournament. I think you have to start with the NCAA tournament. And one of the reasons that I bring this up is that going into the NCAA tournament, for me anyhow, probably the most um, or the least amount of enthusiasm for the tournament that I've had in some time, which is strange, and I because I love the tournament. Who doesn't love the tournament? I mean, everybody loves the tournament, right? The tournament is fun, and this tournament has been fun. Not exactly well played. And one of the things that I kind of got ruined by, and Tom knows this, I've talked about this before. My oldest son has really gotten into basketball. 
And because he has, I've watched a ton of basketball with him. And he loves Terrence Mann. His passion for basketball happened when he was going to Florida State basketball games, and he just loved the way that Terrence Mann played. And I thought, man, he's got great taste because Terrence Mann was so fun to watch. He did all the subtle things. He did all the things that not everybody noticed. Um, He wasn't a prolific rebounder, a prolific scorer, a prolific assist guy. He wasn't a prolific, you know, but he did all the things really well. And he was kind of the glue to the team. And uh, and then what ended up happening was, uh, I you know from there when Man went to the Clippers, he got he dove into the NBA, and I've had various stages in my life where I'm all in on the NBA or I'm bored by the NBA, or I'm all in on the NBA or I'm bored by the NBA. And right now they have more superstars in that league than they've had in a long time, and the game is played at a real high level. So when you watch that, if you watch it on a nightly basis, like I do with him. Open shots get made, guys. <laughs> open shots get made. You leave a guy open, it's going in. If that's a good look from three, it's going in. Uh, and you see these things, and I think, all right, well, when I went back to college basketball, it felt like nobody could make a shot. Nobody could make a shot. Now, a few years ago, Tom, you may remember this. We had that year where you and I talked at length about nobody was making shots and the game seemed poor, wasn't well played. I felt that way this year. But let me, let me, this is kind of amazing. Did you know? And I said, I hope you bet the unders. Poor shooting is a big part of this tournament. One of the days, if you go back to it, the unders went 14 and 2, went on to go 30 and 10. First round was 24 to 8 to the under. Three point shooting. Don't even bother, fellas. Since the three-point line was added in 87, it's the worst three-point shooting percentage in the first two rounds of the tournament ever, ever. They're making 31% of their threes. It's abysmal. Nobody can shoot. Now, you marry that with what's happened to me in my falling back into the NBA. It's like, good God, I'm watching five dudes at the Y. This is awful. I can't, and yet I know the suspense and the upsets are what everybody loves, and I get it, and I love that too. And that's the other part of what makes this fun because perhaps offsetting the atrocious level of play in the tournament is the fact that you get crazy upsets yet again. Until 2021, guys, only one 15 seed had ever made the Sweet 16. Now it's happened three years in a row. It's as unpredictable as it gets. Every, it, Were you even shocked that a 16 beat a one? That's technically, again, the biggest upset in tournament history. But there you have it. Just two one seeds are left in one side. Just two two seeds are left. The Big Ten sucked again. That was good to see. I think the shocking thing for me was watching Princeton wire to wire, never in doubt against Mizzou, wide open looks the whole time. There are a lot of numbers here that kind of, you know, you scratch your head a little bit. The ACC's down, not real good, held up by Miami, who really played very well in the second half of that game after they stopped the Indiana run late last 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 night. Um, I mean, if they hadn't, goodbye ACC. It's just fascinating. The tournament, the upsets are fun. I love it. I just hope you bet like hell like I did with the unders. Just bank on poor shooting. Well, I think it's something that you want to watch the second half. 
and hopefully the connection's fine. But but better. The second halves are interesting. Like I'll point to one specifically: Penn State and Texas on Saturday. Penn State and Texas first half was exactly what you're describing about five dudes on each side of the Y who can't hit the broad side of a barn. About 10 minutes into that game, they're on pace for an 85-point total between the two teams. I know. 85 points. But then in the second half, they almost backdoor covered the over. It was uh, it was a very interesting second half to watch. But uh, what I was finding was, as, as these four days were moving forward, that noon to 3 p.m. window where there's like one game at a time, nah, not for me. That night window, the night window is awesome. Games going on at once, that's where it's at. The Friday night, Tom, was incredible. It, the yep. Friday night was the whole thing. I thought that Friday night, I was blown away. Uh, what was going on that night? I had all the, I had the iPad up, I had the computer up, I had the TV up. We had it all going. I loved it. It was good. Uh, I, I just, I wish there was a definitive way with which it, to talk about how it is that I, it feels like shooting. Well, I used the stat already. But it feels like shooting is way down. Yeah. And, well, I mean, they set a record for for futility from beyond the arc. You just well, watch. I, think, what, I think what's going on is you're generating open looks from three. Nobody knows how to hit a runner or a mid-range jumper anymore. Like, how many runners did you see go off the back iron this weekend? It's just there's there's no middle ground, quite literally, on the court. And so if you're not hitting your threes, again, I'll use Penn State as an example. They could not miss. They could not miss night one of the tournament against Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. It was a joy to watch. Generated open looks. They had, I think they averaged uh, seven or eight threes per game for the year. They had it at the half, and it just kept on going and going. Arizona State did the same thing in the first four. That first night, they could not miss. And these offenses are designed to generate fouls and foul shots and then open threes. But if you don't hit open threes, it's like the, nobody else has any other any other place to go. For example, I was looking at some advanced metrics, maybe to place a wager or two when I was in the state that would allow that legally. And they go through play types between jump shots, pick and roll, cuts to the basket, post up, things like that. Every offense is jump shooting and the pick and roll with the point guard. Mm-hmm. There is no post. There is no post. You, it is rare to find a team that runs post plays anywhere over 8% of their possessions, which is just crazy compared to 20, 30 years ago. And I think that's why if you're not making your shots, they're not coming from anywhere. There's no other place to go offensively. The Big Ten and the Big 12 were both bad in this tournament. The Big Ten got eight teams into the tournament, only number seven seed Michigan State. Go figure. Imagine that. Izzo is still standing after two rounds. 69-60 over Marquette in the East Regional. The Big Ten is currently 6-7 and seven in their games. Number one, Purdue. Number four, Indiana. Losing to lower seeds. Offset by Michigan State. And 10 seed Penn State beating higher seeds. The Big 12. Worst performance, and I thought they were great all year. They had seven teams in the field, including four teams with top three seeds, Kansas, Texas, Baylor, and K-State. The other three teams seeded at six, Iowa State, TCU, and number nine, West Virginia. Only number two seed, Texas, and number three seed, K-State, advanced to the Sweet 16. Kansas, Baylor, Iowa State, all lost to lower seeds. Conference just barely over 500 at the tournament. Uh, it's It's been interesting. I'm hey, Good for Princeton, by the way, because that was a wire-to-wire job. And I'm sure Gates is stinging right now, but, I mean, they go to the Sweet 16, first Ivy League school to do it since 2010. Uh, Ivy League hasn't made it to an Elite Eight since Penn did it in 1979. Uh, they got blown out 101-67 to 67 when they uh, when they did get there. But just just so you know, that that's there, there have been some things that are fun to watch. Of course, I'm going to watch the 
the cheaters of the world, and that's everybody that plays college basketball. But number one seed Kansas high on my list of those that two fingers to my eyes. Why weren't we talking about this last year? Investigated FBI findings all on down the list. And you hear people, oh, it's shocking they got beat. It's terrible. I heard one guy, oh, it's terrible for the tournament that the defending national champions. What? Stop it. Also not surprising. And I wonder, I, I don't know how long, Tom, it's a little bit like when the Bucks won the Super Bowl in 02. We gave the Bucks. I think you and I gave them like a decade. Yep, 10 years. We gave 100%. them like a good 10 years. Um, you know, where we were like, okay, you did win the Super Bowl. And, 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 and I remember it was like 08, 09, and we were still going, well, they did just win the Super Bowl. And at some point, we're like, well, they didn't just win the Super Bowl. It's been almost 10 years. They didn't just win the Super Bowl. Why do I bring it up? I bring it up with Bennett and Virginia. That is not watchable basketball, and it allows for bad teams who have no business being in the game to be in the game. That said, how does that kid make that decision to just, wee? he's been there 20 years. When I saw it was him and they said his name, I went, that kid's been there for as long as I've been doing radio. How in the world are you going to just, with a timeout in your back pocket, how are you just, whoo Buddy, it looked like Tate Rodemaker's first pass in college football. Like the entire time, you're like, you're not doing that. There's no way you're, you're doing you're that. Not. Yeah. You know, if he thought that maybe there was a second and a half left and he's just trying to the kill Bob the Bob Knight challenge, baby. <laughs> Bob Knight special, then sure. But there's way too much time. You would know that on the pass. You have a timeout. You have That's a what I'm saying. Timeout in your back pocket. It's impossible. Oh, oh, buddy. That was unbelievable. I, I, I was shocked by it. I was also thrilled by it. Because you can watch it play out in slow motion. Is there anything cooler than seeing the ball go up in the air? Obviously, it's going to be a turnover. The cat, you got to give the Furman kids credit. It's a catch, release, fire in rhythm, suck it, have a good one. We're done here. And you could see the look on Virginia's players' faces as the ball was. In the air. Like, that's going in. We're going to lose on that. And the reason I bring up Bennett is, of course, he won the national championship. He was also the first to have that dubious honor of being a one seed, losing to a 16 seed. Everybody thought that he got the, 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 the suck off of him with the win the following year. All of that washed away, except for, I think it's three of the last four years I saw a 16 a 13 and a 13, they're steady losing to teams they have no business losing to. Like, right off the bat. Well done, Briley. 34 and 14 this weekend. Were you uh, on the unders, as I noted? Did you have any bad beats? And Did you have any any of those epic bad beats? There was the Alabama game with the three at the end. There you was see the Gonzaga night. game. Yeah, did you? were you on either side of that? No, I wasn't. The Gonzaga game. You had a bad one? One bad beat. It was uh, the, the San Diego State College of Charleston game. And I had Charleston plus five and a half. Charleston drives down a basket. I think they were down three or four at the moment. But it was like a quick possession. They get hacked in the 5-12 game. The kid gets hacked. No call. Then they allow, the referees allow about two to three seconds off of uh, San Diego State having the basketball 
to take off the clock before they call a foul with .6 to go. San Diego State makes both free throws to cover. At, uh, by, they win by six. That one was the only one that got me. But I saw that the totals with the half, excuse me, the half court heaves. Mm-hmm. That was, oh, man. Some epically bad beats. Yeah, I think I sent you a funny one. Like, don't shoot the ball. Don't shoot the ball. Have some class here. There's no reason for you to shoot that ball. My man shoots the three. (laughs) Well, he held it forever. That was the thing. That was, uh, he held it for a good five seconds, six seconds. And then he just decided, ah, why not? I'll heave it up. Like Dwayne Bacon once did at Cameron Mm, Indoor. I'll never forget it. And how happy you were in that moment. By the way, uh, with Miami winning for the ACC, uh, that is it's a hell of a stretch for the ACC. It helped preserve the ACC streak of 43 straight NCAA tournaments with at least one team making it to the Sweet 16. Uh, the last time they failed to do that, 1979, there were only 40 teams in the tournament back in 1979. So if you're an ACC fan and wave the flag, which none of us here are, you have Miami to thank for it. <laughs> they made it to the Sweet 16 or the streak would have been snapped. Let's talk some football. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. What's up, guys? Our next partner that you're going to hear from is Athletic Greens. You've heard me talk about Athletic Greens in the past. Happy to talk about them again. I take Athletic Greens every day, and I gave them a try because certainly I wanted more energy, sustained energy. I wanted to support my immune system. I don't like taking pills and vitamins per se, and I wanted something that tasted good too. And the first time I tried it, I was very surprised. Uh, It had an appreciable effect on my energy levels. And also, uh, over time, you'll note that it uh, it helps your skin, your hair, your nails. I don't have a lot of hair, but if I did, I bet I could feel that. I bet I could tell. It's a comprehensive health uh, habit, and uh, it is a a powerful one at that. AG1 is great for recovery. Uh, That's Athletic Greens. And uh, I, I take mine basically when I wake up every morning. I don't have to worry about it because you get all the nutrients that you want. It's the best way to ensure that you're going to get all of your vitamins. It's a carbon-neutral business, by the way, if that's important to you. It is to a lot of people, and that's good to know as well. I would also note that uh, it is a comprehensive solution to what you need from a supplement routine. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs right now with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Helps me out, guys, if you use that. Not financially, but it lets them know that you heard this ad on my show. And I do take it, and I am vouching for them because I enjoy their product. Athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Check it out. I think you'll note the difference in your life with a simple drink each and every morning to start your day. Athleticgreens.com slash JCS. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. As we tackle football again, back at practice tomorrow, 
Yes, I'm not overlooking the fact that the baseball team lost two out of three at home this weekend to what is surprisingly a good Boston College team, but bigger problems still to decipher with that baseball team. I'll get to them in a little bit. I want to get back to football here for a second. The unicorn, Destin Hill, will be apparently one day again or for the first time be on the roster. Not spring, but it's going to happen, Tom. Did I see that over the weekend? I guess, man. It's just, you know, he probably should be. There's confidence that he will enroll versus, you know, maybe that he could. I don't know. I haven't changed one bit in terms of my stance on that. It's if there's a press release from Florida State that says he's made it on campus, here's his height, here's his weight, here's the jersey number he's going to wear. It is at that point that I might believe. I might believe that he's actually a real person in here on campus. We'll see. Yeah, I'm not as concerned either. But if he is and he's fast and he's good, that'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be great. You know, two years ago when this whole fiasco started, we could use receivers. And now it's oh, like, well, if he's here, he's here. If he's not, he's not. Who cares? I know. I just want to do it for the chats. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys, he's there. He's out there. He's standing around. How about that? He's a real person. So there's that. There is also the fact that um, Florida State's going to be taking on Georgia Tech in Ireland. And uh, we had heard those whispers a while back. Weren't allowed to talk about it. And you and I had a discussion off the air, and I was telling you I was hearing it was Georgia Tech, and you'd heard a whisper that somebody had told you maybe it was also could be Notre Dame. And we were kind of going back and forth on that. I didn't care who, as long as it wasn't our home game. You know, what I cared about was as long as it wasn't going to be our home game that was lost, and it's not. It's Georgia Tech's, and they are broke, so it stands to reason that that would be the situation that they were in. They'd give that away. I don't know if it's true. These days, people do things like they'll say, oh, so-and-so was angry about this, or there's a collective of people that are angry about this. And then you go, wait, what do you mean? What do you mean? People on Twitter? Because that's not people. That's a very small group of people that are on Twitter. That's not like a great sample size to say that people are pissed. But somebody tried to intimate that people were angry about this? I don't know about that. There's like seven people on Twitter who are angry that Florida State's playing in Ireland in 2024 against Georgia Tech. There's no way that's a large group of people, right? The only way, the only way that somebody would be justified to be angry about this situation is if it was yet another home game. Right, that's it. That but it's not. It's Georgia Tech's home game. So what the hell do we care? It's perfect. This is wonderful. I can't wait to go. Oh, exactly right. I can't wait to go, and I've already begun the process of making sure that me and the entire family go. Yeah, we're going. We're going. It's happening, period. But I did. I kind of thought I wasn't going to give in to this false sort of descriptor that there was a, a large group. I'm, I, I haven't seen it. I don't know who they are. Who are those people? I don't think it's true. Who could be possible? Who could possibly? You mean I get to avoid driving to Atlanta and being stuck in traffic for days on end to go to that sorry-ass campus in that stadium to see that sorry-ass team? I get to go to Ireland instead and get paid large sums of money to do so, meaning that the university does? Yeah, I'm going. Let's go. This is going to kick ass. So, I don't know. That just had me on cloud nine over the entirety of the weekend and in the few days that you know went by. So, how long are you going to stay in Ireland? Because if it's the 24th, there's, a, there's obviously a bye the week after. So, would you go early and stay after because there is a, a week off for Florida State? Would you go a long ways before in the lead up to the game? And leave that Sunday? Like, how, how would you actually plan it out? Do you have that plan yet? Yeah, I'm going to be there for 27 days. <laughs> so, that month, the whole month, 
will be. I mean, you, you guys, I'll make sure that I adapt to your time so that we're able to do videos and stuff like that together. But I'm going to be over there for 27 days. Uh, no, I won't be there 27 days. I've been to uh, Dublin. I've been to Ireland. And I was there for just over 10 days, uh, 10 and a half days, and uh, did the whole thing. I rented a car out of Dublin, drove southwest all the way around. Got to see the vast majority of that beautiful, beautiful aisle. It was great. We had a great time. Boys have not been. It was 17 years ago that I've been. It was on my honeymoon, and I've always wanted to go back. But I don't know how extensive this can be, Tom, because of what you're talking about. We have we have work, man. We have things to do. Now, you're right. The off week could mean that you build it in to the post game, and I think that's probably the way that I'm going to do it. Uh, but for us as a working environment, we'll have to be there, um, you know, a couple days before the game, a couple days, maybe maybe a day after the game to do wrap on it before everybody loads up or goes off to wherever it is they want to go. Uh, yeah, the fun thing will be is uh, if and when we're out there and you've got a JCS, uh, that will be a dinner time local. You know, it'll be a dinner time show for us, even though it'll be a mid of the afternoon Show for everybody back here stateside. It won't suck. Whatever it is, it's going to be awesome. We will be there. It is going to be a good time. I um, I love Ireland. Uh, I've I've there are people who've traveled far more extensively than I have. I'm I'm not an untraveled guy. I've been around, seen some things. I'd like to see a lot more. I love to travel. I think it's important for people to travel. But of of the many places I've been, that is one of my very favorites, if not my favorite. I, I absolutely loved Ireland when we were there and um this is not gonna suck tom and i imagine we're gonna get a round of golf in somewhere in ireland as well yeah. oh look man yeah i'm bringing the sticks the the, the only thing we got to do is make sure that the corporate partnerships we need are in place to make this thing happen and happen in style because you can't go over there and not have a collection of knolls get together to just look at each other and go can you believe we're here that we'll do can that there's gonna be a lot of that um damn man that's crazy uh, somebody asked if I will smuggle carry gold back. No, I can go to Publix and get carry gold. It's right there. I just get carry gold right here. Uh, I've actually been to where they make carry gold and uh, did the whole tour and the whole thing. It was a good time. I also remember that some of my favorite, I mean, just oddities of Ireland are the size and weird, um, uh, I, I don't want to say skin, it's their hair uh, of the cows. They've got the long hair cattle. Mm -hmm. Crazy looking things. They're huge. They're awesome. <laughs> I get to see them again too. They're always muddy because it just hangs down while they're eating. You're like, oh no. Um, so anyhow, yeah, well, I'll, I will be. There. I'm telling you that the uh, the one thing I had to get used to. I played in uh, South England a couple of rounds of golf, and it's the noises. You're used to birds chirping, and sometimes very exotic birds because we live in the state of Florida. You go down to the water, it's sheep. You hear sheep when you're when you're over the ball, man, and you're like, "What in the, where the hell am I?" But that's you know, it's all farmland, so got to get used to all those little differences. St. James Gate, where I uh, obviously that's the Guinness Brewery. Uh, I was there, and uh, I don't know if it'll work. I'll give it a try this time, guys. I'll admit to this because 17 years ago I did it. We go when you get through the tour of St. James Gate and you get to the top. Uh, it's a it's a wonderful view overlooking Dublin, uh, and they'll give you you get two free Guinness when you get to the top of the brewery, and the tour itself is great. That building's ancient, and you know it's just pretty neat, and you learn a lot. You get to the top, 
And they're like, oh, you've got this coin or ticket or whatever it is for your two free Guinness. Well, there's no way I'm flying all the way over to Ireland and going to St. James Gates and have two Guinnesses. You're not, you're not going to get a fresher Guinness than the one that was just made. So we, uh, we went to the top, and I found, I found the bribery rule is in place all over the world. It's the same. Look for a young person who needs money. They're all on the take. Every young person is for sale. That's the way it works. And by young, I mean like 21, 22. They haven't been around long enough to make any money. Walk over to them. They're, they're behind the bar pouring the Guinness. There's a bunch of tourists everywhere. They're kind of annoyed. You pull a guy aside. You slide him 50 bucks, 25 bucks, whatever the equivalent. And you say, hey, man, my wife and I over there just, you know, the guy's like, cool, cool. Don't come here. Uh, you know, don't, don't come to me. I'm going to put them over on the side when I see you're low. Yes, you will. And because we were walking everywhere, I may have had eight. It doesn't, <laughs> I mean, I might have. We were walking, Tom. We're walking. And it was good times. That guy got taken care of. I got all the Guinness I wanted. It was a good day. Good day indeed. There's nothing to add to that. I just thought. I believe that, may, that means you're in charge of this process again. Because I, I can't screw it up. I'll gladly be in charge. I'll take you to Galway, County Cork as well. I'll take you a lot of places. Good times. We're going. Anyhow, that too was um, noted over the uh, spring break holiday that Florida State will be taking on Georgia Tech. And that's the other part, guys. I don't anticipate us falling to pieces between now and when we play Georgia Tech. So not only are you going to Ireland, you're going to Ireland to watch us beat the bejesus out of sorry-ass Georgia Tech. So you got a guaranteed win. You don't even have to walk around worried about the contest. A lot of times when you go to bowl games or you go to big contests, like this LSU game we're going to over in Orlando, the, there's this fear, this kind of nervousness that's underlying everything you do when you're out and about on the town. You're seeing people. You're like, hey, good to see you, Johnny. Good to see you too, Bob. All right, hey. That, within two minutes, somebody's bringing up, well, what do you think? What do you think? That's universal for everybody's going to weigh in on if we do this, we'll win. If we do that, we'll lose. If they do this, you know, what do you do? What does it all mean? Everybody, that's where a conversation goes immediately when you're nervous about the game. Nobody's going to bring that up in Ireland. They're not, they're going to go, what do you think? And they're going to point out at the rolling green hills and the table full of beer and the friends that are singing along with the musician at the front of the bar and you're going to be nobody's going to say oh the game you're not talking about the game what do i think 66 to 7 there well let's move it along here there's nothing else to say they stink there's nothing left to say we're going to run a rough shot that's what i mean to say so that's good that's good i have to talk about the actual football that is to be played starting tomorrow we'll do that next jeff cameron show 93.3 real talk radio war chant tv Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com, FSUHomeLoans.com. Jeff Kemper, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Great to be with you. Good to be back with you on a Monday. I'm ready for football practice to get back after it starting tomorrow. Very much so. I'm sure you guys are too. Fun to watch a good team. Try to make the pieces fit. How's the, top, how's the competition going to play out? 
what you're most excited to see. I I was not at, as I mentioned before, the last practice before they went on break. That Friday full pad practice did not get a chance to see that. So I'm eager to see it now starting tomorrow. And really this begins a, a long stretch of practices that we'll all be watching closely because – the competition is real, the talent is real, the depth is real, and it will go a long way in informing and providing context for us throughout the summer as we get set for fall camp as well. But uh, knock on wood, everybody stays healthy this week and, uh, and and on through the rest of spring practice, and you're able to kind of get to the level of competition with everybody where they need to be health-wise. And uh, I think you know that's all anybody wishes for in the spring anyhow. Riley writes, any chance we could get some close observations of the safeties this week? Shaheem, Duke Cooper, Travis J. Dent, going to be a big part of the difference between a good and potentially great season. I agree that, that that the latter part of what you had to say there, I agree. Yeah, we'll be watching closely, believe me, Briley. That Anywhere where there is undecided position battles, we're watching intently. And that's a lot of places. And a quarterback's not one of them. But everybody else, you're just excited to watch. You know, okay, let's see what happens. Let's see who's taking a step forward, who's gotten better. I think the the thing that the one week could do before they had the break is it could serve as a signal to those who, who maybe didn't take it seriously or maybe didn't really realize they were involved in a position battle or a depth chart battle. Just getting a glimpse of what that was – will have awakened many a man on the offensive and defensive line, don't you think? I mean, because that's, that's where you've got potential four out of five new starters on the offensive line, potentially. Uh, you got a lot of guys fighting for reps on the defensive line and a depth of talent there that will be intense. And I think that's true just really everywhere you go on the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I think, you know, again, something to, to monitor as we get through practice and we have these observations pieces, that we put on the site, warchant.com, and then we do the videos around it, is that when we say that somebody's making a play now or has a good moment, it is more likely because that player did something really positive against a good opponent. That's the thing that's it's almost it, – it's very difficult to communicate, almost impossible to communicate, is like we're watching 11-on-11 11 11 now, and they have the, the extended work they did the first day of full pads and the IPF. Like, you know, there, there's the video board and you can see the replay three or four times. And you're like, wow, that guy over there did a great job, uh, you know, on the blocking of the backside. That dude ran a great route. He was open, but clearly he wasn't the first place that Jordan Travis was looking. And then this guy came up, made an excellent play to stop the run from going four or five yards. Instead, it was stopped for a gain of two. So like you're picking out in a given play three or four players, how often you're doing this, that are not only – completing their assignment, they're doing something good against an opponent who was right where they're supposed to be. So it's very hard to communicate that in a verbal piece or without you seeing it with your own eyes. That now achievement is not by default because the other side of the football doesn't have players. Achievement is because competition is high on both sides and guys are making notable plays. And I think that also extends to the offensive and the defensive lines. Now, if you read that Daryl Jackson, as you did after the first day of full pads, is just unbelievably dominant for that day. It doesn't mean that necessarily we're awful at center or guard. It just means that look at that guy. Look at that guy and look what he's doing. The offense will have to come back and make some adjustments and we'll see. But that's something that across the board, whether it's, you know, the talk about safeties against receivers or slot targets or some of the tight ends, and then also in the trenches as well, 
It's just that the competition is making this product that we watched for two hours riveting where there were notable moments and it was great to have the access in the past. This is just good stuff. I can't wait to, to see it this week. Yeah, the gauge changes day-to-day of practice because of the elevation of talent and depth of it and also expectation. You know, I, I've repeated myself a bunch because sometimes we get new listeners or people miss it in a segment, and I don't want to presume that everybody heard something I said before. But to your point, Tom, like I gauge now the progress very differently than I did prior to the winning season. You know, prior to the winning season, I was gauging whether or not the collective group of players and athletes were good enough to have a winning season. Yep. (laughs) So, you know, when you're not having one of those winning seasons, all you long for is a winning season. When you've had a winning season, well, that begets what? More winning, you hope. You want to move on to bigger and better things, and you want to be able to achieve greatness and continue to strive and, as they say, climb towards the ultimate goal, which would be to win a national championship. And so I don't I, – I, you know, again, I every day you're right. All of a sudden you're looking at a guy making plays. Well, he's making plays against a guy who's a, a pretty good talent, a pretty a plus-level player in this league and maybe even a plus-plus-level player when it comes to uh, the national collective of talent in certain spots. But also against the expectation – of last year's you know ten and three season as it turned out to be, and what could be this year, so you really do kind of shift and say and say now, all right, are they better than last year's ten and three team? Well, they better be, because the ex- expectation is that they will be, and we really we think they're set up to be. Uh, there's no reason I don't think it's an unfair expectation. The schedule is beneficial. You do have two to three really tough games, two for sure. I'm certain somebody else will emerge as a tough game. I don't know why, but I continue to fall back on that road pit game late in the year, seemingly kind of a tough contest. But the other two we know are the first game against LSU, and the next big one is just a couple weeks later, a few weeks later, against Clemson on the road. And I imagine game day will be there, and that'll be a big to-do in a fight for regular season supremacy. Now, if you lose it, you're still probably going to play them again in the ACC championship game because there are no more divisions, as you guys recall. So you just you got to make sure you take care of business. But every day I go out there, it's not just, hey, he beat a guy who I think can be an all-ACC player. But not only did he beat that guy, what is he compared to Georgia's offensive lineman or Georgia's defensive lineman? What is he as a defensive back? Is that a guy that would start at Alabama? Is that a guy that would start or have a chance to play? certainly be in the rotation for Georgia. Um, That's how I'm starting to look at this roster now, whether it's roster retention, roster building, whether it be transfer portal, whatever it might be, recruiting. When I look at now, and you you guys know if you've listened to me for a long time that while I get recruiting is the lifeblood of every program, I'm not what you would call a recruit Nick. We have people on staff who do that. I defer to them. But I do take a cursory glance every time there's a list of kids coming in, and I want to see the caliber – the consensus caliber of that player, the way he's thought of by those services, doesn't mean they're accurate, but it does give you a pretty good idea of where somebody ranks, where somebody uh, fits in the big scheme of things. Are they a top 10 player in the state? Are they a top five player at their position? Are they a top 300 player in the nation? And how many of those guys are visiting? So I do it right from, the, from, from recruiting through the depth chart battles, Tom, at practice every day that we're going to see again this week 
all the way through our projections for what's possible uh, for this team to, you know, maybe to win a championship or go to a college football playoff. Yeah, Jeremy, certainly, I see you in the chat. Certainly Miami is garbage again this year. That, that would be the expectation. Uh, the guys that I'm looking forward to seeing this week in, in you know, camp are some of the transfers on, in the trenches. Like Daryl Jackson aside, I'm not, I'm not even talking about him. I'm talking on the offensive line. Jeremiah Byers showed a lot of good stuff in week one and then certainly day one of pads. But there were times when you could tell he was thinking, oh, man, I'm going against a different caliber of defensive lineman, and there was a lesson to be learned on the rep. When you go through that, you have a week to reflect. This is a primetime year for you as you're a veteran. I look forward to seeing how he bounces back. Casey Roddick, much the same way. You know, Roddick is going to be assigned Daryl Jackson and Joshua Farmer and that's Lovett a, and others. That's a toughie. That is, uh, that is a lot of hard work that he's going to be looking at over the next few consecutive weeks as they go full pads day after day against each other. I want to see how he bounces back. But I will tell you also that a returner, like a, a guy that, who's been on the roster was a high school recruit, that I just love watching each day is Julian Armella because the defensive line talks way more than the offensive line, talks more trash, gets in the face of the guys across the, the line of scrimmage. Armella is the, is the exception. He is much like a defensive lineman where he doesn't take anything from anybody, and it's just really, really entertaining to watch an offensive lineman wearing the helmet of Florida State University have that type of nastiness that we haven't seen here in a long time, and he does it each day. Yeah, and it's funny. When you bring him up, I start thinking about all the layers of competition where it can get testing, where it's going to get ugly like that, where the exchange is going to happen, where there's going to be some pushing and shoving. We're going to see a lot of it. Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply the jeff cameron show is a production of the warchant.com multimedia network Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Kevin Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chat TV. Good to be with you. Good Monday. Okay, I waited. It's a short segment, so I'll do it now before we dive back into some other stuff. Um, I I waited because it's just it's ugly right now. It's been a hodgepodge of injuries, poor defense, and um, and 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 the team right now that just doesn't have a depth of pitching. Florida State loses the series to Boston College. I still like this team. Um, I don't I don't like how they struggle to make uh, to make barely routine plays. 
I think is a better way of describing that. It's one thing when you see the four errors, but you know what gets lost in those sloppy games, which are sometimes represented in that column, but not always. And it's the not always that has bothered me this year. You know, in college baseball, this is not a shot. I understand coaches do this and you know, they they'll they make it they make their feelings known. But in college baseball, the hometown scorekeeper does a does his damnedest to avoid writing down an error. I mean, if there's any way to attribute it to something else, they do. And so when you see games sometimes with Florida State where they'll have two errors or three errors, it's seven. <laughs> it's seven. It's, they somehow wrote in FC. Like, really? Fielder's choice on that one, huh? So there's there are these moments where you're just like, ooh, that was a three-air game that could have been a 10-air game. But uh, all right, I know, I know. That's, uh, that's, that's trouble. Um, BC, by the way, Noel, that is good this year. Go, go look it up. They're actually good. I mean, record-wise and everything else, they've, they've got, they've got pitchers, et cetera. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I, I'm frustrated by some guys have had to play out of positions and that's hurt. Other guys got dinged right off the bat. They haven't, uh, been right since, but that's no excuses. I mean, this is going to take some time. They, they, they don't have the requisite arms, but. They've got a guy or two that you feel good about in every plate appearance. Also, just for just for good old time's sake, because I know Tom will appreciate this. I just don't know why it's hard to find a good collegiate umpire. So yesterday, Link gets run, and he had to get run. He had to get run. I would have been run long before he got run. I was glad to see that he got run. A sweeping curveball from the left side, which was called strike three against Florida State, but was way inside and high, was then thrown by one of our own on a two-strike pitch with the bases loaded that he called a ball, and I knew instantly, here it comes, you're going to hear an interruption, and it's what happened. He was out immediately because you can't watch that time and again, but more than the injustice of the moment, you do have to, you do have to wonder – do they just do, are these guys not paid at all? Do they not give any of? And, and I'm sorry if you're a collegiate umpire. Are you under some mandate because they're college pitchers that you give four inches away, four inches in, four inches up? It, you can't give them all. It can't be all. I'll go with up but not low. I'll go with away, but not in. I'll go within, but not away. You've got to pick one, man. If you want to expand the plate or we're going to be here for too long, I got it. It can't be all of it. And too often, it's all of it. It was all of it again over the weekend, especially yesterday. Now, they lost. Yep. They lost. They lost. I'm sorry, Tom. They, they lost because they weren't any good yesterday. But good God, man. You know, the answer to this one's simple, and you put it on a tee for me, buddy. You just make the plate 10% larger in order to account for the college game, and then you slap a little robot right behind it, you got yourself a college umpire that you and I can get behind because the facts are the facts. But I, I agree. You would have to concede, especially in some of these midweek games, pitched by us, not just other teams, but pitched by us. Yeah. You got to have some leeway there. This is not the major leagues. 
That's why we don't have wooden bats. Other than the cost of them, there's another reason for that too. They want the ball to go over the fence. Understood. Widen the plate, maybe a quarter of an inch, something, something small. Set up a robot umpire, and you got yourself exactly what you want, which is these guys, who there are only a few of them anyway, they don't have a four-person staff. They can make more calls along the base paths, and then we're, we're in a much better position. But regardless, I just don't expect to win midweek games as much anymore this year. You hope you're going to win two out of three most of the time in your weekend series because it, it, we don't have the depth. We don't have the depth pitching-wise, especially if you're trying to handle two midweek games. Well, and you end up pushing Wyatt back, you know, with the with you know his situation. You kind of you're really putting yourself in a in a bind there when when arguing with the guy with the best stuff doesn't get to go. Uh, I, I'll I'll live with it. I, I don't freak out over series wins or losses until a little bit later in the season. Uh, but that was that was it's frustrating. I'd like them to get healthy, and I'd like the umpires to not suck unequivocally every weekend. Hour number two forthcoming.